Which actors from that period do you remember best? The actors. Which actors do you remember? Which actress? Actress or, or actors? Well. From the early Hollywood period. Well, Garbo just had made the first talking picture. You see, I was not there during the silent days. I was only there during the talking. Well, immediately and after they had started, yes. Yes, she had just made her first talking film. So naturally, you all loved Garbo. You, you mentioned Garbo, of course, talking to Swedish audience, uh, the Swedish audience would like to know, uh, were you competitors? No. Nobody was ever a competitor. Is that not true? with Garbo, no. No, no. She's a unique person and nobody ever attempted to be a competitor. Did you did you know her? No. First no, I did not. You did meet her? No. Never? No. I mean not to ball or something? No, ball. She didn't go out and I didn't go out, so how could we meet? Both Ufa and Paramount wanted you. Uh, why did Paramount win? Well, Ufa didn't want me. Well, there was a, a contract no, no. on its way or something. No, no, they there was hesitating. a con. No, no, nobody was hesitating. There was a contract with an option. Yes. After the Blue Angel, and they did not pick up the option. They didn't want me. Does that hurt you? No. How could it hurt me? Not at all. The Blue Angel, when when you had that success, when did you know about it? The morning after? I know, no. The morning after, I no, I was on the ship going oh, to America. Uh, I left Berlin the night of the opening night. And I was on the ship and I got cables. And they said that I had a big success, which I never thought I would have. You know, I, I wasn't starred in the film. You know that. Well, you don't know that. I do. You don't know that. <laughs> I wasn't starred in the film. Uh, it said Emil Jannings in The Blue Angel, and then there came all the names of all the actors, and then I was on the bottom of the list. Now everybody thinks I was starred in the film, but I wasn't. I get excited about concerts. Whoa, <laughs> this is the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Welcome. I decided to do this because I want to start something. I've been talking to Jason Almy of Shit Happens When You Party Naked and Creatures of the Night, who is a film aficionado. He's even got a degree in film. Come on. That's more than the aficionado. That's a filmmaker in, in uh, progress. Um, film historian. We were talking about Marlena Dietrich. And so I decided to play those interviews. Marlena Dietrich is a very interesting person. Very interesting. Because she did something in her time that was seen as controversial. She played with the genders. She wore women, men's clothes. She kissed a woman on the lips in the movie Morocco. Directed by her wonderful collaborator, Joseph von Sternberg. There is... Um, I have it. There is a Von Sternberg Dietrich Blu-ray collection. It's also available on DVD. 
And, um, oh my. The two of them together. First of all, the fact that they got that past the censors. Her kissing that actress on the lips. That's a testament to the strength and direction of Mr. Joseph von Sternberg. Mm. Legendary director. There's another collection of called Three Silent Classics by Joseph von Sternberg. Underworld, The Last Command, The Docks of New York. It's from Criter- Criterion. Jason Almy uh, basically bleeds Criterion. He does. He does. You know, I do too, so I don't have as many criterions as Jason. Although I do have Dietrich von Sternberg in Hollywood. The Criterion Collection. With Morocco, Dishonored, Shanghai Express, Blonde Venus, The Scarlet Empress, The Devil is a Woman. I'm going to send this link to him right now. Um, I can't wait to talk about this with him. We did briefly talk about it. And what Marlena Dietrich did was legendary. It was revolutionary. If you think of Lady Gaga and you think of Annie Lennox and how they put, you know, they, they, the gender reverse, okay? And, and in terms of media, if you look at the Sweet Dreams Are Made of These, and Annie Lennox has the short hair, and she's got the man suit. And then we'll take it to um, to Patty, Patty Smith, who in that very famous album cover of Horses, photo taken by Mr. Um, Robert Maplethorpe, who was all about pushing the gender norms. Um, where she's got a man's jacket on or a suit and, um, you know, yeah. And then Annie Lennox did it and then Lady Gaga did it and, and David Bowie did it, you know, or David Bowie really pushed the envelope. In fact, David Bowie was in a movie with Marlena Dietrich, her final film, Just a Gigolo. I believe it was 1979. 1978. She was close to 80. Yeah. And I wanted to talk about Dietrich because it just, it sparked something. Her daughter is still with us, Maria Riva. She's 97 years old. I believe she'll be 98. She's close to 100. She has outlived both of her parents, most of her family. She's the keeper to Marlene Dietrich's flame. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Marlene Dietrich, I I mean, even some of the stuff that Madonna does, like where she's walking down steps and she's got the man's hat on and the outfit, that's Dietrich. That's Dietrich. She can say that it's her. And it's cute when Madonna says, Oh, I created all this. Okay. No. As long as you give credit where credit is due that you are borrowing from Marlena Dietrich. You are. The gender bending, the sexuality, I mean, uh, you know, Marlena Dietrich, what I noticed like with Madonna is Madonna will turn it on and turn it off. It's for publicity. And Marlena Dietrich, Marlena Dietrich, 
she is she is the publicity so yeah here we go she withdrew into her paris apartment and never left it again for the final 13 years of her life she lived in seclusion the last 12 she spent in bed connected to the world only by her telephone Können Sie mich hören oder muss ich die Frage nochmal stellen oder lauter? Ja, ich, ich kann dich gar nicht hören. Mach mal die Frage. Ich habe nur die schönsten Erinnerungen. Ich fand das Ufer Studio in Babelsberg wunderbar. Ich hatte doch noch nie in einem bedeutenden Film gespielt. Und konnte deswegen keine Vergleiche ziehen, aber Herr von Sternberg, Meinung, klingt mir heute noch ein Moor. She was the world's most glamorous and intriguing woman. Tonight, the mystery of Marlena Dietrich revealed for the first time her personal home movies and an array of famous lovers. What do you call this? God's gift to men and women. That's what you call it. And the startling story of the husband who protected her secret life and the daughter who paid the price. When I judge, I judge. From ABC News, with anchor... Shadow on her face. And off screen, too. These are Dietrich's home movies, shown here for the first time. A chronicle of life with her at the absolute center. As a Rathbone drops over for a little badminton. David Niven in for a chat. Jack Kennedy on the beach. Every frame a tribute to Dietrich's perfection, as pinup as Hausfrau, as adoring mother. And by her side, a young girl who would spend a lifetime as witness to her mother's power. You cannot judge Dietrich on any normal scale in the world. If you try to understand Dietrich on a normal basis, you'll never get there. At age 68, less than a year after her mother's death, Maria Riva has written an astounding tale of her mother's life, including her rapacious appetite for admiration and her endless lovers. What were you thinking of? Well, if you keep looking at me like that, I'm liable to tell you. What? John Wayne was one of the few who turned Dietrich down, saying he didn't oh, want to be part of the stable, which numbered in the hundreds. Michael Wilding? Michael Rennie, Harry Cohn, Edward R. Murrow, Piaf, Adlai Stevenson, Sam Spiegel, Frank Sinatra, Harold Arlen, Kirk Douglas, and an impressive array of ladies and gentlemen who must remain nameless. And everybody was happy. After a night of love, her mother would give Maria the review. Sinatra? We never heard anything about Sinatra except one word. He is tender. And then sweet. Sweet and tender was uh, Frankie. Eddie Fisher. She said, now I understand why Elizabeth Taylor had to go with Burton. What do you call this? I mean, she was God's gift to men and women. That's what you call it. May I have this? Of course. <laughs> was she a lesbian? I don't think my mother would think of herself as a lesbian, no. But she loved women. A lot of them Hollywood actresses. This, a millionaire she called my pirate. 
She told Maria women were better lovers. You just couldn't live with them. If my mother's appetites had been generated by sexual desire, I would have been disgusted by it and I would have pulled away in a different way. But basically, my mother did not like sex, you see. And so you did it as fast as possible to get it over with. But when I kiss, they want some more. And wanting more becomes a bore. She never thought sexually, only romantically. And this was Dietrich's idea of romance. A canoe ride with her lover, blindingly handsome Douglas Fairbanks Jr. And an audience, Maria and her father. Dietrich's husband for 53 years, Rudolf Sieber. And you and your father are witness yeah. to all of this. Oh, sure. It was a happy family. How can you explain to the outside world I know, isn't that difficult? In which the woman sends her husband love letters that she's writing other yeah. men to get his approval, mm -hmm. writing him that how disappointed she is that she didn't turn out to be pregnant when she thought she was by another man. If you adored her, you took whatever she had to give you. The crumbs. You're talking about worshippers. Yeah. Uh huh. That's what I'm talking about, sweetheart. And one of the worshippers. <laughs> I love how she just tells it like it is. And some of that she gets from her mother, Marlena Dietrich. But at the same time, Maria Riva is her own person. But yes, she is the keeper of the Dietrich flame. Not just for her father, but for her mother as well. And so Marlena, you know, Marlena Dietrich was one of those people where I don't think she would have liked social media. Just too much. Too much. You share too much. And the stars of that era, there was a wall. And there was a reason there was a wall. Because if we knew too much, then that takes away from the... Um, from the mystique that is Marla and Dietrich. And I know that Jason Almy would agree with me on that. Is that Marla and Dietrich had something that others just didn't have. Garbo didn't have it. Betty Davis didn't have it. Catherine Hepburn didn't have it. Um, uh, Ingrid Bergman didn't have it. Okay. Marla and Dietrich had her own genre, uh, her own her own style okay she had her own style she had crafted it she had festered it and nobody could take that from her nobody could really just i mean she was a fascinating individual and yes had a lot of thorns <laughs> doesn't everybody and so, um, but yeah, she was, she was a fascinating individual, very fascinating. And, um, I mean, how could you not be fascinated by her? You think of the movie stars of that era and Maria Riva talked about that, how she was on TV and someone was like, Oh, Maria, I saw you on TV. But then when it was her mother, the person would worship her mother because it was oh my god it's it's uh it's miss dietrich 
It's Dietrich. Or it's not Miss Dietrich. It's Dietrich. Like, she's a Statue of Liberty. And 30 years ago, Marlena Dietrich died. She was 91 years old. Okay? She'd be 100 and... Oh, jeez. 120, probably? 122? Or 121, I'm sorry. Oh, my goodness. What a... You know, and she and she did it her way. She didn't want to continue reigning in the public eye. She wanted to um, leave the uh, character that she created of Lola Lola and the Blue Angel. She wanted to keep that character intact so that when she did die, that's what people remembered. They didn't remember this old fading star. And she knew her audience. She knew her audience. She knew how she wanted to be remembered. And that that is that is fascinating. I mean, if you think about it, and you think about um, in terms of how she controlled her her life, because she was in control, and her daughter adhered to that in terms of the control of Dietrich. You did not piss off Dietrich. And, and you know, and she may have referred to her as Dietrich rather than mother. And like I said, it's, uh, it's just one of those things. And you know, I mean, uh, yeah, it's, it's those stars. I mean, most of them are almost all gone. If you think about it, the wonderful Sophia Loren is still with us. And, um, but those, the, 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 the keepers of the flames, I mean, mm. And so I look at today's stars and they don't hold a candle to Dietrich and to uh <laughs> you know all of all of the greats they just don't because it was the silver screen they filmed these actresses on the silver screen and uh here it is from 1992, 30 years ago. We will end with this tonight and a brief good night. Marlena Dietrich, the German-born actress who became an American movie legend, died today in Paris. She was 90. Correspondent Barry Peterson has the Blue Angels story. It was 1930. The song was Falling in Love Again. Can't help it. The world fell in love with Marlena Dietrich. Sensuous and inviting, long-legged and deep-voiced, she was the first of those sophisticated ladies Hollywood learned to call the sex symbol. Destry Rides Again was Jimmy Stewart's first western. He was smart enough to just listen. And tell them I cry. 
her toughest role came in real life when she spurned her German homeland because of Adolf Hitler and the Nazis. Becoming an American citizen, she entertained American troops. The war went on, at least in the movies, and the boys found something new to fight about. Technicolor didn't dim the charm or make her any less dangerous to a passing man. She was a creature of our dreams, said one director. Someone you could always fall in love with again. I can't help Barry Peterson, CBS News, London. Marlena Dietrich, a star of such proportions, figuratively and otherwise, that she required no adjectives. Today, she died at 90 in her Paris apartment. NBC's Dennis Murphy. Movies had barely learned to talk when Dietrich showed them how to smolder. Lola, the Blue Angel. In her 60s, she was still a sultry star with an unforgettable smoky voice. Falling in love again. She was born in Berlin. Her career took off when the Viennese director von Sternberg spotted her dancing in a musical. Depression-era audiences soon fell for her exotic, sexually ambiguous glamour. Hollywood publicists insured her legs for a million dollars. Frenchie, the saloon queen, was her most famous U.S. role. War in Europe was starting and Dietrich became a U.S. citizen. Hitler begged her to come home, but she hated the Nazis and entertained the Allied troops. Marlena Dietrich. After the war, her film career faded. She was a memorable witness for the prosecution in the Agatha Christie melodrama. This is Sasha, give the witness a chance. It may be her cabaret act, though, that finally set our lasting image of Dietrich. She still influenced artists like Madonna, but Dietrich had retired in 1978 after this film. She lived her final years in Paris as a recluse. It's you, Mary Dennis Murphy, NBC News, London. Actress Marlena Dietrich died today. She was 90. Dietrich's husky voice and smoldering eyes captivated moviegoers in the 1930s and 40s, and her legend has endured. Leonard Malton has a look back now at Dietrich's remarkable career. Hi there, Leonard. Hi, Mary. Well, hers is one of the magic names from movie history. Marlena Dietrich is synonymous with glamour and the kind of aura that surrounded some stars back in Hollywood's golden age. If you've never been exposed to Dietrich at the height of her fame, you've missed something very special. She wasn't like anybody else in films before or since. Marlena Dietrich was not your typical sex symbol, and this famous number from 1932's Blonde Venus shows you why. She was audacious, unique, and she seemed to be loving every minute of it. Her Hollywood screen persona was daring, outrageous. She smoked. She wore pants, as in this scene from Morocco, and the characters she portrayed did exactly as they pleased, even if they shocked some people. 
Dietrich was also a style setter. Her pencil-thin eyebrows became a vogue, and her canny use of makeup turned her unconventional looks into one of the most famous faces of the century. It was a different-looking Marlena who was cast in the German film The Blue Angel in 1930 as the temptress Lola Lola, who brings a stuffy professor, played by Emil Jannings, to his knees. But American director Joseph von Sternberg knew she had something special. He was so sure of her and the film's universal appeal that he also shot another version of it in English. Sure enough, Dietrich was a sensation, and von Sternberg brought her back to Hollywood, where as her director, lover, and some said Svengali, he made a series of exquisite-looking exotic films in which the camera made love to her, and the actress became a legend. What right have you to tell me what to do? Are you my father? No. Are you my husband? No. Are you my... Well, I must say you are content with very little... But by the mid-30s, she and Sternberg were no longer working together, and Dietrich's style was falling out of favor. She was even labeled box office poison. That's when she revitalized her career by getting down and dirty in the Western comedy, Destry Rides Again. Just see what the boys in the back room will have, and tell them I saw and tell them I could. Then came World War II, and German-born Dietrich became a tireless worker for the Allied cause and a favorite performer on the front lines in Europe. I'm certain that we can look forward to a speedy victory. Goodbye, good luck, Godspeed. In the 1950s, she launched another phase of her career as a nightclub entertainer. Billed as the world's most glamorous grandmother, she became a star all over again. There were occasional movie roles, such as her critically acclaimed dual performance in 1957's Witness for the Prosecution. I'll give you something to dream about, mister. Wanna kiss me, ducky? But as the years went on, Dietrich retreated from the limelight to the seclusion of her Paris apartment. Now she's gone. But the mystique she built up more than 60 years ago remains. Nothing quite like Marlena Dierich's ever happened since. And if you haven't seen those films, I recommend them to you. They're really very special, as was she. Great Thank tribute. You. Thanks, Leonard. Actress Marlene Dietrich is dead. Dietrich once said she played only whores, but she did so in an unforgettably beautiful way. So, yes, 30 years ago, she was the talk of the town. She had left with her image intact. Not many of that era can say that because Marlena Dietrich was in control. And so as always, unpleasant dreams. <laughs>